Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionised over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Hey guys, it's your girl Ebene here. And before we begin this week's episode, I just want to give you all a heads up. This episode contains discussions about sensitive subjects that may be difficult for some listeners, including topics such as violence and abuse. We want to ensure our audience is aware of the nature of these discussions and encourage you all to prioritize your well-being. Listener discretion is advised. And if you find these topics challenging, please, please, please take the necessary steps to prioritize your mental health. Until next time, everyone, love you deep and take care of yourselves. In this week's episode, my incredible guest shares her journey 
overcoming a traumatic chapter in her life. Her ex-fiance tries to kill her. We explore how society perceives survivors of domestic abuse, the profound impact of witnessing violence during her childhood, and her insights on the path to recovery in the aftermath, including her dedication to sharing her story to help others. This episode is the epitome of our motto, tough times don't last, but professional homegirls do. My ex-fiance tried to kill me, starting now. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show. So to my guests, how you doing? How you feeling? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I feel like you're not nervous no more. No, it comes off pretty like quickly. Yeah. I go off the energies and if like the energy's okay, my nerves kind of go away. I got good energy, right? You have great energy. Okay. Come on now. <laughs> my fellow Aquarius sister. <laughs> Aquarius sister. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so what made you decide to share your experiences with others and dealing with violence? Um, so what really made me decide to speak on it was mm-hmm. the fact that so many uh, victims of domestic violence stay. And I figured, like, if I started, like, outreaching and doing community work and speaking openly about it, I would be able to help other survivors, other victims, and other individuals who have just had similar stories, experiences, be able to speak about it. hmm and do you think public awareness and education on domestic abuse evolved in recent years? I do. It has mm-hmm. definitely evolved. Not at the speed I would like for it, but I it agree. has evolved somewhat. Um, I still feel like, I believe it's over 30,000 people a year mm. that are murdered. Yeah. Their spouses. And it's crazy. The number is like really large. I mean, I could be off by some. That's like an estimated. I don't know the exact numbers. So don't put me on it. But I do know that it is a big number. It's extreme. And it's terrifying. So the fact that it's still happening, um, there was an increase in domestic violence during the COVID time because people were just home with their spouses more. I was just going to bring that up. I feel like the numbers have um, increased because of the pandemic. Yeah, they have being enclosed spaces all the time uh mm-hmm. usually victims would have some type of escape to an, a point uh, to an extent right like their spouse is at work or they go to work and they get to breathe for a little bit mm-hmm. but COVID shut everything down everyone was working from home it caused an increase yeah. in um, violence now how is domestic abuse portrayed in the media and popular culture and what impact does this representation have on the public perception and awareness like do you think it helps or hurts um, both, mm-hmm. but mainly hurts. And the reason why I say this, because individuals uh, tend to only think of domestic violence victims as women. And I say this because Back. we see a lot of shows, uh, a lot of music videos, mm-hmm. a lot of like fake proposals happening or skits that are being put on of the man doing something and the woman getting up and slapping him. Right. That's a form of domestic violence. So the thing is that we've become so normalized to that type of domestic violence. We don't see it, but we don't like see it as actual violence. People laugh at it. It's still being openly showed in shows as if it's just a normal thing. Right. In reality, it's violence. And if it were reversed, it would be an uproar. So I feel like when it comes to equality of how people are treated in um, 
those situations, it is a bit unfair, actually. And media continually showing those aspects of it causes nothing but more domestic violence and normalizing it to an extent. Yeah. You think it's still taboo? I do. Again, to an extent, I feel like a lot of cultures are kind of, literally, it's a cultural thing. It's become a generational thing that they've seen repeatedly throughout families and friends' families that it's something that happens that does not, is not talked about. Right, right. And and a way that it, it, it is taboo. It's, you know, not looked at as something that needs to be discussed openly. It's a private family matter. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is just supposed to stay out of it. Especially within our community, the saying is what happens in this house stays in this house. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the African-American community, there is a lot of, and it's really unfortunate to to say, and it's, again, it's like on both parts. So I don't want to put it on either gender. Right. Um, really, or like try to make either one as the attacker, but it happens on both parts. And yeah. unfortunately, in the African-American community, mm-hmm. it is normalized to a, to the extent, again, that it creates those generational curses where either the child um, finds love in abuse themselves um, yeah. or absent parent, they try to find that in a spouse and then that ends in mental abuse, financial abuse, physical abuse. So, yeah. yeah. And you know what? You make a really good point because I had a guest on the show and she um, endured a lot of um, trauma from her father. And because of that trauma that she endured, she used to beat up on her husband really bad. And so now it's her ex-husband, but she was saying how she had to apologize to him because people didn't believe him that he was in a domestic situation. Yes, that's more taboo than actual, I believe. Yeah. That's more taboo under the umbrella of domestic violence is when men come up and openly speak about it. And I also believe that that's how a lot of attackers are created. Yeah. uh, Because they were victims themselves. And because they're like, you know, oh, you're a man, et cetera, you know, sucked up. Eventually they explode. Not saying that's the case with everyone, but I do believe that that definitely does play a huge part on the development yeah. of a, a person's mind and their reaction to mm-hmm. certain things. Now, how did you and your ex-fiance first meet? We met a job for and we were friends for years um, mm-hmm. after that. I went off to college um, and we just stayed in contact. So. Did you go to an HBCU? I'm just curious. I did not go to an HBCU. <laughs> And Why are you laugh? So <laughs> because it's sad. Because I not for my associates. I did for my bachelor's. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Okay. I did. I, I went to an HBCU for my bachelor's. So, okay. Yeah. I'm going to ask you off the camera where you went because I think everybody should experience yeah. the HBCU. That's why I asked. <laughs> but go ahead with your story. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we just kind of after a couple of years, maybe like five years, we ended up in a relationship. Oh, so y'all was knowing each other for a very long time. Wow. And what was your your impression of him once y'all started dating? Um, I thought it was great. He was he's very kind and soft spoken mm-hmm. and gentle to an extent. And I just felt like everything about him was just wonderful in the beginning. Yeah. Now can you like, share you know. with me when you first noticed a change in his behavior that made you feel a little uncomfortable? Or you was like, yeah, This is not right? Once. That was the the first time was we had an argument and I was walking 
we're walking past each other and he kind of like shoved me with his shoulder. And I was like, bro, check yourself. Right. <laughs> and um, so that was the first time. But again, like that's something that seems so small and some people may not, like it may not trigger in their head that, oh, that is actually domestic violence because, you know, I, I wasn't bruised or anything. Right. But it started with something so small, a push, then a shove, and then a slap. And then a choke. And then it just, you know, spiraled from there. Did you witness any domestic abuse when you was growing up? Yes, I did. My father. Not, uh, my father wasn't abusive to any of my siblings or myself, but he was abusive to my mother. Mm. And we witnessed it. And in return, my mother was abusive to us. Same. Yeah. Generational curse. It just keeps going and going. Yeah. Did y'all ever talk about that? Like, yeah. Later on? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Did um, your father apologize? She, she held herself accountable for a lot of the things that she did do. And I understood, I didn't understand then, but I understood like how she had so much stuff going on. And she was under a lot of pressure herself. Although my father was there, my father was also very absent, right. drugs or prison. And she was the one who had to work like two to three jobs to support us. So it's although her reaction wasn't right, mm-hmm. of course, I do get how it got to that point. She had no intervention. And another thing that's considered like taboo in the African-American community is speaking about mental health. Yeah. Or, yeah. Especially in so, our parents' generation. Yeah. Uh, our generation is pretty much changing that, which is great. Yeah. But... So because of that, um, it it stopped her from getting, you know, the proper help that she needed during that time and support. And so I understood it and we spoke about it and I'm glad we did. Yeah. Now, when did he propose to you? Did he propose to you after the first incident or did, because I know there was a situation where he strangled you. Yeah. Um, we were engaged uh, prior to then. Mm-hmm. So he proposed to me after we had our first child. Mm-hmm. And that's actually the same year I believe I was strangled. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. But it, I was proposed to. Why do you think it's first, like, why is it interesting? How it just like the, the cycle. Yeah. I, I guess that's what I meant. Why like it's interesting how it's so good. It's great. Yeah. And then I'm just like thinking like, oh, wait, later that year, you tried to kill me. And yeah. then something good would happen again and then something bad. So it's just interesting how it flowed that way. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, did you ever think about like leaving him? Oh, yeah, I tried. Mm-hmm. I called the cops and everything. Oh, wow. Yes, because I was strangled to the point where I was knocked. Like, I was unconscious. Like, I pulled the alarm. I tried to run out the house um, through a window at one point. Oh, he was really trying to kill you. But when the police got there, what they said was, because he had marks on him, they would arrest us both and call Mm. CBS. Now, he did. He had marks on his neck because I'm being, I'm on the ground. Someone's on top of me. He's strangling me. You wasn't fighting. I was literally desperately, and I still ended up, you know, going to sleep off that like the scratches did not do anything he was so focused on it and yeah so the the police left and that was it and i was like okay well i'm stuck because my voice was not loud enough right i'm stuck 
So if I leave, um, if I call the police, something's going to happen. They're going to take my children, et cetera. Right. And from then, we just were together um, for, I think, three years after that, too, or two and a half. Um, and we had no other incidents mm. uh, where he hit. Because these incidents were literally him hitting me. It was never me hitting him. But um, then, you know, I think that's kind of not to cut you off. I think that's kind of fucked up that that women even have to say that, like these incidents is him hitting me. Like, and even if I did hit back, because I'm trying to fight, defend myself. Yeah. Like, I just hate that survivors have to use that type of verbiage to make it seem as if they didn't like antagonize the person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's messed up. It is. No, I get it a lot. Did you hit him first? Like you had to do something. What did like you, you provoked him, right? Like I don't, I, I don't think I, I've done anything to make anyone so that mad upset. and paralyzed half my face. I can't mm-hmm. imagine, right? How I could make anybody that upset. When but, y'all was friends, did you notice anything about him prior to being involved with him? N- no, not at the time. Um, now older, mature, more educated right. um, on the issues and the personalities and certain things about him that could could have been like red flags, I suppose, mm-hmm. from looking from on the outside, looking in. But during that time, I was just like, oh, no, he's just a quiet person. He's just a mixed martial artist. Like, he's a great person. Mm. Just a little quiet, stays to himself. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the older I got, the more I noticed. So after three years, there wasn't any any situation. And at this time, did you have your twins or? Yes, I had my twins um, before. Which I feel like me and my guest y'all is like, I literally want her life because I just told her. And you know what's so funny? I actually want twins. I want twins. <laughs> I want twins and I want them to be born on Halloween. <laughs> well, you don't mind. <laughs> I, I, listen, I might have to come and borrow yours for a couple of <laughs> A couple of seconds. Yeah, bring them back though. Oh yeah, I'm gonna you bring them back for sure. I'm gonna bring them back. Thank you. Bring them back. <laughs> now, can you share what happened on the days leading up to the day of your assault? Did you notice anything about him? Yeah, he stopped talking to me for two weeks. Wow. Wild. Like when I say stop talking to me, would not acknowledge my existence. Would not say a word. And y'all living Nothing. in the same house. Same house. Wow. Would not say anything to me. So I was like, that's crazy. Um, and the reason for that being was because I called off the engagement and I did that because the physical abuse turned verbal. Um, mm. And I was told I was useless and I was bees and I was this and I was that and I don't care about anything but myself. And I was like, this is making my mental health deteriorate. Right. Like, I'm really suffering. And I was like, okay, I don't love you that much. <laughs> I right. I got to love me more. So um, he stopped talking to me for like two weeks and then leading. And then the day that this happened was on the 28th of April. It was two days before my youngest turned a certain age. It was under five. I'm just not trying to like. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I ordered her a birthday cake mm-hmm. and I asked for help because I was decorating and stuff and we were in the basement. Um, they have a playroom. I was homeschooling too. So the classroom, their playroom, and I'm an artist. Everything was just set up. Not to cut you off, but I've seen your art, and your art is fire. Thank you. Thank you. I try it. I love love painting. That's one of my 
biggest things. But yeah, so yeah, just, we were only you need to sell those pieces. Oh yeah. So I do do commission. I stopped for a while thinking that I just kind of lost the talent, but I can still paint. So okay. back to commission work. So if you need anything, let me know. I will, I will. <laughs> but yeah, so I was ordering a cake for my um our, our kids' birthday mm-hmm. and I asked him to do something. He said no. I told him he was annoying because he was. That's mm-hmm. irritating that I have to throw like a whole party by myself. Right. <laughs> and he was like, uh, he just need to go upstairs, which was fine. I didn't care. Um, but the way it happened was my son was using my laptop mm-hmm. and um, he was sitting down on this couch that we had to the side. And he goes up to my son and snatches it out of his hands. My son's just a kid, like a right. baby at this time. Not a baby, but he's a toddler. elementary school, still a kid. Like, right. why would you do that? Um, I snatch it back. And I was like, I paid for this, sir. Right. <laughs> so you can make my damn you computer. For, you can go upstairs. <laughs> right. Leave the kid out of this. Like, it was crazy. And I gave it back to him. And I looked at his little hand because it started to swell. Oh, and I turned wow. back around and um, to go back to my desk. And I was hit in the back of my head, I think. Um, that's it. Woke oh. up in the ICU. Found out that he hid my body in a back room. He hid your body? Kids. Yeah, so it's crazy because I don't remember the details. So my um story, they can't my story doesn't really like I don't I don't know everything that happened. Right. I do know that I was moved into the laundry room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the basement's two rooms, one's a giant room and one's a laundry room. And I know I was moved back there because I woke up at one point before I was knocked back out somehow. Um and then I know that he was trying to clean stuff up. I know he changed his clothes. Um, I know the kids sat there the whole time. Wow. And two of them escaped and ran to get help. And he chased them. They made it, though. And yeah. they got help and he was arrested. That was that. Do you think this was, do you think this was premeditated? Like, do you think he was, like, planning this? I think it was premeditated to an extent. I don't think he meant for it to happen the way it happened, but I do think it was premeditated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you were going in and out, like, what were your thoughts? Like, Uber? oh yeah. So I did wake up at one point, and um, because of the brain injury was so severe, like I started. I remember washing clothes, oh, so I actually yeah. got up and started functioning again. And I remember my son crying. And I turned around, I was like, why are you so sad? Like, how can I help you? What's going on? And then I remember going back, like, just being knocked back out somehow. Wow. And the next time I was like, oh, I was, I think it was upstairs by by then. Um, but then I was back unconscious. And the time I, the time I remember being, like, upstairs, it was like, police, paramedics, every, everybody was there right. by then. And they were like. I, I remember hearing my eyeball was out of the socket. I, I don't, I just couldn't stay up. So yeah. I could not stay awake for nothing, for nothing. I just would not stay up. So it was just in and out. I just remember little voices and crying. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. 
Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points? Or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, cheap Caribbean vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Hyatt Ziva Riviera Cancun at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply.
So when it comes to your mom, I can only imagine what the conversations were like now. Because if it wasn't for your son, he saved your life and he ran upstairs to get your mom. So what is those conversations like? Like, do she blame herself? Yes, she does. So um, I, I don't know. I've been telling her that she should probably get therapy for it. But she's like that generation uh, in her 60s. So mm-hmm. she's that, oh, we're resilient. You know, yeah. we don't really rely on the counselors. We, we're, we're good. I'm good. Everything's fine because, you know, you're here. God saved us. Everything's fine. Therapy is for crazy so, people. Yeah. That's, um, but she does blame herself and she feels really bad. And I know she has probably some form of PTSD from it. But in all mm-hmm. honesty, yes, my, my son ran um, and his little sister actually followed. So the one whose birthday was two days later, mm-hmm. she followed to go with him. But although they did that, if it weren't for my mother, they would have most likely been dead. They would have most likely been killed next. So mm. my mom did more saving that day than anyone. She was really brave about what she did. And I heard part of her statement um, about what happened and how she had to like push past him to go see me and make sure I was okay. And she opened the door and yelled and and had all the kids locked all the kids in the one room upstairs like she did so much mm. to protect and protect not only me but the children the children for and sure. make sure he didn't leave so i can't and she's only like five three i'm short yeah <laughs> and he's like six one two hundred and training and mixed martial arts boxing karate super fit doesn't smoke drink no drugs um so healthy so it was, you know, she, it took a lot for her. Um, yeah, God I can bless her. She was going through, but yeah, she blames herself. And I keep telling her I wouldn't be allowed without her. So. Yeah, you or the kids. God bless her because ain't no telling She's what great. he could have done to her in the midst yeah. of her trying to save her family. And she put her own, like herself, really out there for us. Yeah. I love my mama. I'm going to call her after this. Yeah, tell us, hey. I call her like every, she'd be at work and I just annoy her because due to the disability. Um, I can't work right now. Yeah. So I call her every 30 minutes. So I feel like giving her some space every mm-hmm. 50. But just know there's not an hour that doesn't pass that I'm calling her phone. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I also think that, you know, especially in the situation that unfortunately you was in, like, sometimes being with your family is all you need. Like, you need that love. Like, you need that support. Because I feel like sometimes every day we're reminded of how much it really matters. So yeah. maybe you're not getting on her nerves. She might like, she, I'm pretty sure, I know for a fact she likes it. Yeah, she answers all the time. Unless she's, she's in a true. meeting. Then she texts. But, yeah. you know, I don't care about her little ass meetings. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't say that, Ma. <laughs> <laughs> now, can you describe the nature and extent of the injuries you sustained during this assault? Yeah. So, to an extent, I can, I can describe them. Um, and that's because a lot of them is an eye injury, and I can't pronounce 98% of the words, but um, it was mostly a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. which I still have. So sometimes I I put words where they don't belong, or I stutter over myself. So I'm trying to think of words, and they don't. Like, my brain doesn't work as fast as my mouth wants it to, or mm-hmm. when I'm used to it. So, um, and that's something I'm still dealing with, and I know I probably would 
do some therapy or um, some type of speech. I don't know what actually cures that, mm-hmm. but I know it's a work in progress and a year out. I did have to give my brain some time to heal and let that swelling go down yeah. before I could really focus on treatment for it. But, okay. So it was the traumatic brain injury, um, a broken nose. My lips were split in half, both of them. They were, uh, sutured back together. I had staples on both sides of my head, like in the front up here. I'm not sure if you can see it. Mm-hmm. And there's like a bald. Yes, up there it was. I had sutures, and they go back. And then in the back of my head, I had um, staples. I had stitches on my eyelid. My eyelid had to be like it was also split open in a crazy way because the way that eyeball came out, um, it ripped the eyelid. I had most of the bones on the right side of my face broken. Um, I have no like eye socket on that side. It's held up by a titanium implant. Hmm. Um, I cannot breathe out of my right nostril because of the facial paralysis. And as you can see, like the eyelid doesn't open. That's because he tore the nerve that connected to uh, the Marine. It's just like completely clean gone. So Listen, it just doesn't open. I hope he um, is getting his in jail, man. I hope he yeah, is getting his. He, sure is. he deserves uh, it. But wait, there's more. <laughs> yeah. So the bone fragments lodged into my eye. They tore my iris. Um, so I am blind. I have retina detachment. I'm going to have to get the eyeball removed soon because it's dying. Wow. Um, yeah. And there's no... Uh, Trying to figure out how they explain it. I just came back from the ophthalmologist today, earlier today. And um, the cells don't regenerate in your eye. So, you know, like when you scrap a knee, it heals. Your well, cells regenerate. Yeah. Yeah. Your eye doesn't do that. So I don't want to sound dumb. Is the eye like an organ? You know what? I can't tell you. I do believe the eyes are organs, but I could be completely wrong. And I okay. don't want to... <laughs> Because I don't want to sound stupid, but I feel like with certain organs, they don't heal as easily as like, they the don't. Skin. And I think it's the ones that are closest to the central nervous system or right. have direct contact with the brain. And since, yeah, the nerves in the eye are directly contacted with the brain and not split off into like other nerves or I'm not sure if that made sense. Doctor no, I get literally what you're just told me this. Yeah. But um, yeah, it doesn't regenerate. And that's cool. Like, that's fine. Right. It is what it is. You just, you know, I still can see it on this side. So right. <laughs> it's not as bad. Um, but yeah, facial paralysis too. He knocked out most of my back teeth. Um, he, my jaw was moved, which I'm debating on surgery about. I'm leaning towards the more so no. Right. Sounds painful. Um, and PTSD. I guess they also found weird markings on my uterus. Weird um, markings due to my me being unconscious, I could not consent to a rape kit. And then when I was conscious, apparently I was just so out of it, like I had no idea what happened, and I was asking for him, and because I didn't know he did this at the time. Um, so at no point could I consent to any forms of rape kits done. I honestly would much rather not know if right. anything happened. Yeah, I would just rather not know. Yeah, really. 
I don't think it'll do me any, it wouldn't make me feel better. Right. Is it hard for you to talk about this? Sometimes. Not mm-hmm. all the time. Um, mostly because I am at the stage that I'm at where I haven't fully processed it. So I dissociate from it a lot. I mm. detach myself. And instead of it being like, oh, yeah, this is really me. This happened to me. I think of it as, well, I saw this really cool show on Netflix and yeah. it was wild and they had the greatest actors. And that's just how my brain is perceiving it as in like, I, yeah, I, I get that it happened to me. And sometimes it hits really hard and I break down and I cry. But for the most part, it's just like, um, it's not real. Like you can't like believe it. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. I can't believe it. And I talk about it in a way that's so nonchalant that I think it throws a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was also a severe brain injury. So it is going to take me a while of like intense therapy to really process it. Right. And not to get in your business or anything, but who's paying for all this? Because this is this. I know this is not cheap. So I have Medicaid, which is great because right. they pay for some of it. Um, but there are, is I do have bills that they did not cover. Um, then I paid for some of them, and then I just have some left. But I think I only have like six hundred and forty-one dollars left on a bill, which is great. Um, and now, well, listen, I'm if just, any of the listeners want to come out and support our professional home girl, be a blessing. Support me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, in, in all honesty, I mean, support me anyway. But <laughs> but I do, I think I'm doing well with like managing the bills because I always ask for out of what I'm going to have to come out of cost first. Right. And due to like, I don't know how much Medicaid is going to pay now. Um through my insurance simply because a lot of the stuff that I have left over mm-hmm. is would be considered cosmetic to an extent. Um, I still need nose surgery um, mm-hmm. because the way it rehealed after it was fractured, it completely blocked off the right nostril. Of course they would pay for that, but then there's stuff like my eyelid or the fact that half of my face droops down where that stuff is considered cosmetic. My eyelid does not need to be open because I can no longer see out of that eye. Right. Um, and it is technically cosmetic surgery. And at first I was okay with accepting the fact that I may not be able to get this. It's probably not going to be covered. And I was able to deal with that. My problem is that it does not matter where I go, people look. Mm-hmm. And some people look and look away. I the most respect I get for this when someone's just curious is looking is from kids, little six and under. They'll look and look away. It's perfect. Their parents will look and stare. Mm. It's crazy how the children will always know to not like look and just stare at someone. But the parents will always look. Unless I walk into a school, I do have young kids, like I mentioned. So there are times when I have to um, go into a school and that's a lot of them. And they're just really staring. Right. But, you know, children are curious. Right. So. But grownups, y'all know better. (laughs) The grown-ups, the adults, right. especially the ones with the kids that don't look, don't stare. Right. <laughs> and they're just staring. And it's just uncomfortable. I think that's really the reason why I want 
the eyelid open in the first place. Well, the reason why I asked about the the cost of things, because unfortunately, a lot of people can relate to being a survivor of domestic abuse. And I'm just like, do you think the state or somebody should have to like assist those survivors? Because it can really add up. I can only imagine how much this has cost you and the insurance companies. Yeah, so... To just to give a rough estimate, because I've had like a whole nother year of surgery now, but just last year alone, it was 91000 from the two weeks I stayed at that hospital. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it was, yeah. So it's expensive. And um, luckily, I have a brother who is an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is he like a police, not only is he a police officer, he is an influencer and has a large uh, following. Um he want to fuck, did he fuck our boy up? He did not because this, no one else was there. Like, and he, where he is, is way too far from, okay. but he got there that day. But what he did was he set up a GoFundMe. Oh, God bless him. Okay. That GoFundMe saved me. Like, and they say that the state does offer assistance. Um, They do offer assistance again, to an extent to stuff that, you know, Medicaid won't, won't cover. You do have to go through, um, Oh, wait, like we waited months. And again, without that GoFundMe, we would have been out. And who has time to only, wait? <laughs> it was months. It was like four or five, uh, six months maybe before. Uh, no, I'm going to say about four or five months later when we uh, got paid back. And But that GoFundMe was the only way I did not have to stay in that house. So we used the money for a hotel. Um mm-hmm. For the, I was still to the point, like I would go in the basement and then I would try to find him because I did not think that it happened. But then I would see blood on the walls and I'd have these crazy flashbacks. Mm. And one night I I was outside for like, I mean, I was, I'm sorry, I was downstairs for like 12 hours cleaning blood off the walls because they don't send crime scene cleanup, I guess, if the victim survives. My brother had to do it. My youngest brother. So I know that you was in the hospital for 10 days and you have received, if I'm not re- mistaken, seven reconstructive surgeries. Yes. So how has your life and recovery been since the incident? And are there any ongoing challenges that you're facing? Um, recovery sucks <laughs> because I thought it was going to be like, okay, this happened. But you're going to make a full recovery and everything's going to be great. Granted, right. I guess I did make a full recovery to an extent. I guess I just didn't make the full recovery that I wanted to make where I would look like nothing ever happened, you mm. know, because I'm so used to any other mark that he left on me fading. So I assumed that this one would fade as well. Right. And I would forget about it. It did not. Um, and I think that was that's probably the most challenging part of recovery is the fact that some of the injuries is permanent and I have to find some way of accepting that as well as accepting the fact that I still have a lot of um, mental stuff that I have to work through. And I think that's probably worse than the physical aspect by far is the mental that I have to get out of and get out of my head because like it's everyone gets to move on and everyone gets to forget. And not only do I have to carry the marks on my face, I still have to relive it. I, I resent the idea that um, even if people are like, and I'm not even, I don't even know how to word this, where it was sound. Like everyone involved 
aside from my family, really, because mentally I know they're still going through this, but doctors and officers and just people like this happened. And it's like, oh, that sucks for them. It might weigh on them for a bit. Right. But again, they get to move on. Like it doesn't leave any like permanent scarring mm-hmm. or permanent mental damage. Um, and I feel like that's probably the hardest part. And it's probably a linear way of thinking too, because I really don't know mm-hmm. the how this has impacted other people. But uh, again, it's just a, something that's in my head that I'm still trying to work through. Right. Because although I was a victim, there were several victims in this case. Yeah. And and I got to realize we all heal at different, you know, we're all in some stage of healing. Yeah. So do you plan on doing any counseling or like going to any therapy? Because I do feel like talking to someone would definitely help you with your healing journey. Um. So I've been in counseling the whole time since this has happened. Um. I've been in trauma counseling and it has worked so well. Okay. But I feel like I thought you were going to say it didn't work. I'm a true believer in therapy. No, therapy be working. It's just, this isn't something that is going to like fix in just a year. Yeah, no, absolutely. It takes time. And I'd be thinking that it's, I'm like, well, dang, we are uh, reaching up on two years. Like, what's going on? I should be okay now, but it takes time. PTSD is something that really takes time. And this can be something that I don't actually get better from. I just learn how to live with. Yeah. Now, how has your perception of your self-image and your self-worth evolved? I feel like that's still evolving. Mm -hmm. Um. I find that question hard because I I don't really find a lot of great like theming qualities about myself, oh, and that no. has to do. Yeah, I mean, if, honestly, I I'm an okay person. Like I'm not the best person. I'm I'm an okay person. <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm the best parent for sure. But yeah, you're a great mother. <laughs> Thanks. I can I attest just to that, <laughs> and I just met you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I love love being a parent. I think that's probably one of the best things about me is that I don't have a very high uh, self-esteem or self-worth. And I don't even know that came from this situation, but I know it didn't help it. And it has nothing to, it probably actually probably has everything to do with how I was left after it, honestly. Right. So, yeah, I think most of the time I feel helpless and insecure, but I do admire my strength. Me too. Because I will be crying by myself, and then I'll be like, okay, well, look at the time, and it's Saturday, it's pancake day, we about to go make some super sugary, sweet yeah. crap that they did not need to be eating, but it's Saturday, and we do this every Saturday. So, I admire my strength and my ability to hide it, mm-hmm. because just because I'm stuck, and I'm still stagnant in that place, a year ago, my kids are not. Right. And that's, those are the ones that I'm so happy that they really like are thriving and they're not stuck. Right. But like, again, to me, in my head, that's just where I am. Like, I feel like, but I told my mom this actually, it was in my witness statement, but I feel like I was 
hit so hard in that basement that my blood like literally sleeped through everything that a part of me is stuck there. Like when I died, even though I'm, you know, I'm back or when I was close to death, like part of me did not come all the way back. And right. I feel like, well, that's how I explain my mental block. I don't really think like my spirit or anything is like, right. No, I know what you mean. But... A part of you left. Yeah. Are you still in the house that this happened in? Hmm? Are you still in the house that this happened in? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, absolutely not. Yeah. But I just have these moments where I feel like I'm back in that basement and I'm just waking up for the first time. Yeah. And, and it's just like these weird flashbacks. Like, there's it doesn't matter like how hard I try to escape that because I lost so much that day. Yeah. Um, That's just where a part of my my brain is. That's where part of I am stuck at. And that's a, a like a, just a, that's a mental block that I continually working through. And I have been, there hasn't been a single day where I've woken up and I felt fully free from that situation. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book using our exclusive budget beach finder or find a featured all-inclusive package to Jamaica and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. 
cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. I will say, you know, when I came across your story and y'all, I was like DMing her like nonstop because with certain people, I just know that like this person is going to really be a blessing to people. And, you know, even though you have lost a lot, I feel like you have gained a lot as well. And I feel like, you know, you're really going to help a lot of people. And I feel like sometimes people need to see a physical manifestation of hope. And I feel like that is what you embody. And, you know, I'm going to definitely pray over you because, you know, what you endure would have broke a lot of people. And the fact that he did not break your spirit or the, the little bit of spirit that you do have, that's all you need. You just got to take it day by day. I appreciate that. That's yeah. what I be doing. <laughs> yeah, take it day by day. I think you're a great woman. Like, you're a great mother. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still, you getting up, taking care of your responsibilities. Like, you're doing a damn thing. Like, you got to give yourself some credit because it's not easy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. of course. Listen, listen, we're going to pour into each other because I want you to love yourself the way that you deserve to be loved because you deserve it. I love and that. you deserve to Thank be happy. You. Yeah, for sure. You got me about to cry because I'm like, I don't want to hear black women saying that. Like, you've been through enough. Like, you deserve to be in a space where you are happy. And it happiness is a journey. So it's not going to happen overnight. But I think that you're doing everything that you need to be doing to get on that track. So give yourself some credit. Thank you. Don't cry. It's okay. I feel like <laughs> it's, a, it's a good thing though. Yeah, because yeah. It's good that I, I'm able to say it. Um, and I, I'm not the, the only, I'm not the only black woman that feels this way either. Yeah, I know for a fact I'm not, but I know a lot of us are scared too. Yeah, to be for sure. just really open and, and vulnerable because we're scared of that feedback that we might receive. Not all of it is as sweet and as, gentle and compassionate as yours is so i'm right. grateful which i think I is very important too on the receiving end right who was filling me up because some people do the opposite don't have anyone to like really empty that out to right and the i feel like it, it's a good it's a step in the right direction for me because i, I do mean, know I what agree. i have to work on i, I definitely do I, I have to just and now that i do know really what I work on, what i need to work on and i speak it into existence like yo like i am really insecure about something 
And this needs to happen for me to get over it. So I'm trying to intervene on my own mental issues because not only do I deserve to be happy, but my kids deserve to see me really happy too. Yeah, I agree. Now, where is your ex-fiance at now? He is in prison. Good. (laughs) Yeah. The state of Maryland pressed charges. Mm -hmm. He was held without bond and he is there for quite some time. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what I'm even going to trial. I could not stand a trial, Mm -hmm. um, due to a lot of stuff. Actually, I was not going to be able to stand trial. I would not have been mentally cleared to stand trial. Yeah. Um, so they came up with a plea and I Mm -hmm. said no to the first one, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I said yes to the second one. And what I liked about this was it's 20 years, by the way. But Mm -hmm. um, so it was 14 years in prison, five years probation, no chance of parole Mm -hmm. and lifetime of never no contact. Um, So what I liked about this was that I still did get to speak. I get I did get to say my part and let everyone know what type of person like he really was um, during the hearing or during the, the plea hearing. Yes. Right. And I still got to protect my peace in a way because the defense attorney was an asshole and she was like well what well she called me when I said no to the first plea and was like well are you sure because you know this is his first defense I'm like yeah because this is the first time I'm actually doing something or that the police actually stepped in and did something or the first time he probably got called get me to agree to something slower and I knew that when I got on that stand that she was going to throw so much at me that I would have frozen and I honestly probably would have killed myself. Mm. But I probably would have left and killed myself. Because I know the type of things that they do. And I would have felt guilty about every little thing that I've done. And at that moment, I already did want to die. So, right. Do you think he did this before? He has. Mm. Not to a partner. I don't know if I can release to who they are. Technically, I probably can't. Okay. Um, I kind of have an idea who you, what you're going to say. Yeah. And I'm assuming this person has came out and said this. They all have. Mm. So can you share any changes in your children's behavior? Or, like, do they remember anything? Or, like... My daughter just asked for him back the other day, my youngest. Um, she remembers some but she's blocked a lot of it out and i'm happy for that right because i don't want her growing up remembering those images and i don't bring it up i do not say what he did and she's like but you know i know he's sorry he won't do it again and mm. but again too young and to really understand understand or process it so i'm not gonna be like well your dad did this and he tried to kill me and don't you remember it's not nah, just be like well when people do bad things they go away and i'm sorry that you're hurting and if you ever want to talk to me about it let's talk about it and that's what we do. Right. Um, this is why I could never be a child therapist. But I, I couldn't imagine having to to hear the stories, the pain um, that the children bear from right. domestic violence they've seen their parents go through. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really hard. I, I can't imagine. Really, I don't even know how hard it is for her, honestly. Right. Or how much she really knows. And she's really trying to just protect herself. Um, I know my does remember. He has nightmares still. Mm-hmm. 
Please edit house name. I didn't realize yeah. I said no, it. No, I, I got your sis. Don't worry about it. No, sorry. Don't worry about um, it. Keep going. I'm, I'm going to edit out his name. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, he has problems regulating his emotions, nightmares for sure, issues with me leaving. Like, he always wants to know where I am. Like, he feels like he has to protect everybody now. Like, And I'm like, no, it's time for you to be a kid now. Because right. there's no more danger. You do not have to step up. You are literally a child. <laughs> like, right. Do children's stuff. And, you know, everything's fine because I'm back now. I'm good. And you do not have to carry any of that burden. And so that's what he's doing now. He's learning how to be a kid again. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's learning that the patterns and the role that he's supposed to play in this family dynamic, which is my son, not my emotional partner mm-hmm. my, i'm not supposed to emotionally depend on my children right. for anything and i don't want him to step into that role because i'm now a single parent right i want him to stay in that role that he's in just a child right child development normal child development for as normal as it you know can be with all the trauma that he's Absolutely. experienced mm-hmm. but that's also a generational curse that a lot of yeah, women go through, and I don't want to make anyone mad by saying that, but especially in the African American community, we do this thing where man leaves, and then our sons become the king, and then it's just why most of the time you know, our sons are still babies. Yeah, and it's like we're passing on the throne. I get that, I get the idea behind it, but at the end of the day, they're still just they're still just kids. Yeah, would you feel a way if they were to eventually want to have a relationship with him? They would never have a relationship with them. Mm. I did a permanent protective order. He has no way. There's no way, like, even if they're 18, there's no way that he would ever be able to have a relationship with them. Okay. And I made, made, like, absolutely sure about it. And if they want to, I mean, they just might not like me for a while. (laughs) Right. I guess. They just might not like me for a while. That's it. You know, when they're in their 30s and 40s, I can't really... I can't do anything about that. Right. right. Uh, but I can do as for as long as I have that control, um, I will make sure that, you know, that they're safe. Yeah. How can we as a community support survivors of violence and work towards preventing it in the future? Like, what do you think we can do to stop it? Oof. Therapy. Yeah. And that's the sad thing about it. Like, this is going to take, there's so much intersectionality with this. Mm. Um, so there is no one answer. Like domestic violence is more than just black and white and gray. Like even the gray area is it would is not enough to cover the spectrum of mental illness, of detachment, of family disorder that is in that uh, umbrella of domestic violence because there had to be something that triggered it. Right. Cognitively, there had to be something to trigger that response. Um, so due to that, there is like so many different aspects of it. For one, I believe that the ones that do are caught. I don't think that the uh, victim should be able to drop the charges when there is enough evidence. I do believe that there should be an automatic protective order in place immediately. This is how people die. I'm sorry, I said women, men or women. People, people. Um, yes, people individuals uh Mm -hmm. i don't believe that they should have the ability to drop it and the reason why is because they get something happens person goes to jail they drop it charges drop something happened person goes to jail charges charges then drop 
something happened, the person dies. Right. The only, that's the only time the charges stick mm. is when you can't fight them anymore. Right. Um, I also think like mandatory counseling needs to be available for the the ones that do get caught and have to go to jail. I think there should be higher penalties. Why the fuck is it a misdemeanor? Back. Crazy. They try to for this, they try to charge them with one felony and one misdemeanor. Wow. Felony understood. What the a misdemeanor though? A misdemeanor nah. though. And it was crazy. That was attempted like, murder. They, <laughs> yeah. The first charge was attempted murder. Yeah. And also child mis- misdemeanor. And child endangerment. Yeah. And then three counts of child endangerment. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, except the murder, of course, is going to stick. But why the misdemeanor? Right. Like, why would y'all? They need to make it so undesirable that people are forced to change. Because unfortunately, a lot of abusers are narcissists. And mm-hmm. the only thing, the only way that they will change if they know that it's going to impact them and force them to. Yeah. So higher, like higher penalties for this domestic violence should off bucks be a felony. Like it should be a felon charge. And yeah. it's not. Um, there should be more counseling, uh, shelters, rescue places, yeah. mobile um, emergency services, a help with sneaking people out, kid arrangements for things like this. There should be so much um different things that are in place mm-hmm. because of the like I said, because of the intersectionality and because it does take so much to escape. Attackers are usually not just violent, but they're verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. They're financially abusive. And all of these uh types of violence mm-hmm. are fatal. Like yeah, sexually abuse die from anything, from any of these. It can literally drive someone to just killing themselves because they can't handle it anymore so there needs to be a lot of things in place and it's swept under the rug and they do these campaigns and say well the money's going here and the money's going there and then when we ask to see where the money was put into we don't really see anything right so that's that was a long answer i'm sorry but like no no i agree i agree i think that but on a community level we can do support groups for victims i was just about to say that we can look out for neighbors. Uh, I know that, especially again in our community, we don't. We like to mind our business. Like that's just how we were raised, what we were taught. But some things that we should just not ignore. And again, that's a whole another fear that a lot of people face mm-hmm. is when they get involved. What happens to them? And that's a valid fear. Yeah. And there definitely needs to be more local police support um, and outreach to these things because there's too many lives being lost yeah. due to something that could have easily been prevented. Right. And there also need to be more open conversations about this. Facts. Yeah. I think that we need to definitely um, be more vocal about this. So, you know, we don't have to keep having these conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, is there any advice that you would like to share with others who may have experienced a similar situation or if someone is concerned about someone who has? Ooh. Um, so the advice for anyone who has experienced something similar or is still in, well, if anyone is still in a situation mm-hmm. like this, I would advise that they work towards an escape plan because the cycle does not end. There right. may be years in between. Um, it could be a decade in between, actually, but the cycle does not end. 
Um, and for people who have already experienced this, they're still growing from it. Um, talk to someone or find a hobby, do a diary, therapy, any type of thing that keeps you like mentally grounded and understanding like your worth is everything Thanks. and that you're not a victim anymore. You are a survivor. You have survived it. And the next step is to just keep going, even if that is just like one day at a time, sometimes yeah. one minute at a time and one second at a time. But as long as you get through it, it'll be better. Right. And on a positive note, speaking in the light of keep going, my guest is getting her MBA. So I'm super proud of you. And where are you getting your MBA in? Mm. You don't want to say? I do not want to disclose any information. I'll tell you, like, you know. Okay, okay. Well, you told me, but I just wanted to share because I want to get people, let them know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. There definitely is. Mm -hmm. And I wish I was comfortable because I know the information that I could share, like, is safe to share. Like, I understand it's safe to share. However, it's just so much things going through mentally that it is, it's, it changes the way I see life. Yeah, listen, yeah. if you're not comfortable, there's nothing wrong with that. But I just want to let people know, like, you're doing a damn thing. And I got 3.7 GPA. I took oh, no breaks from this. Come on now. I literally stayed in school this whole time. And then I actually changed my... uh concentration to trauma and crisis it was addictions at first mm -hmm. and i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna help some people like i really want to work with a specific population minorities actually i want to work in poverty stricken areas areas that have high crime high domestic violent rates yeah and really put myself in because i can talk about it all i want you know i can tell my story to everybody but that doesn't reach everybody yeah yeah so that's um that's the plan. Well, I thought this was an amazing conversation. I am so happy that I kept DMing you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I am so sorry. I, and I appreciate you giving me space because when I said like mentally I couldn't do it after that first one I did, I didn't expect what I was getting back. And that's also another, a reason why like I had to deactivate some stuff because it was so much of it and it was so much overload for me and I was freaking out. Mm -hmm. And but you were the only one that was like, yeah, just let me know. And, you know, when you did message me, it was like, are you okay? Like, you became like a friend in a way. And mm -hmm. I appreciated that because I needed that. And you did not rush my response. And it was so kind and thoughtful because I still oh, thank you. have people that I know if I were to reactivate it. After telling them that it was for my mental health. So it'll be like, oh, but we'll pay you for this. And it's like, well, you know. It's sad. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. actually really sad. No, I so. care about your mental health. I feel like you are you are a reflection of me. So once you said that, I'm like, you know what? Let me just give her some space. Make sure she's good. And when the time was was right, it it would happen. Yes, and that's what you did. And I came back and I was like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and when you said that, I was like, wait, so she gonna do it? Because it just came out of nowhere. <laughs> I yeah, like, I did like hey. I did some intense therapy. I'm telling you, like <laughs> I was in that. I was really trying to figure it out, and it took my neighbor talking to my neighbor who was like do you know how many people you could touch with this nah, I'm telling get up you. there and do it i was like all right <laughs> your story one of the things i said about professional homegirls is you just never know how your storyline can be someone else's lifeline and i'm t I, I know for a fact you are a blessing man when people see you and hear your stories 
I can only imagine how far this is going to take you. Thank you. And you are a blessing as well. You are doing the God, you are doing God's work. Like really you're giving people a platform to speak about things like this. And um, that's commendable. That takes an incredible amount of strength and it puts a burden on you to an extent as well, not sharing the story, but, you know, sharing in that trauma in the moment. And then, you, you know, that's something that you carry with you, but you are able to find the strength to be like, you know what, these people need this too. And I appreciate that. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. No, I appreciate you. And I'm so happy we connected and we're going to stay in touch. And if anybody want to help my listener, I normally don't do this, but it is on my heart. Y'all want to help my listener with her medical bills. Please DM me, email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. To my guests, thank you so much. Um, we're going to definitely keep in contact. I'm going to definitely have you paint me something because she's an amazing artist. And to the listeners, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please make sure to email me at hello at the phdpodcast.com. And until next time, everyone, later. You're not going to say bye? Oh, sorry. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> The Professional Homegirl Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. And you can connect with me on social media at the PHG Podcast. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon Podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with Cheap Caribbean Vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas and more, or simply soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Iberia Star Hotels and Resorts and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. 
If you're ready for an epic family vacation, there's no better place than sunny Orlando. Exciting thrills, never-ending food festivals, fresh new dining experiences, outdoor adventures, and Florida's natural springs, and so much more. Orlando has it all. And Visit Orlando's vacation planners can help you plan the perfect trip. In Orlando, anything is possible, if you can imagine it. And that's what makes Orlando unbelievably real. Plan your escape today and save at visitorlando.com.